Okay, so Andy, I just I I heard about you your a lot of your story. I'm so impressed about that story. So your journey, your life experience, led you becoming the person who you are right now, right?、Mm-hmm. Can you share about share more about the entrepreneur? How you define entrepreneur as as your your mindset? Okay, so I I I would bring another role in comparison, right?、Mm-hmm. As businessman, so. What is the difference between an entrepreneur and a businessman? So, a businessman, right, in general, is that they focus on profit first before delivering a value or a need to a problem. So they always look at, you know, look at looking at the problem and ask themselves, how much can I earn if I can solve that problem? Yep. But an entrepreneurial mindset is that when they look at something, it is what problem can I solve, right? And focus on solving or meeting the needs before thinking about the profit. So it's a very fine difference. But the way of thinking and what to consider first is different between、uh, an entrepreneur and a businessman. All right, so so th- th- that's a very good point. So, um, a lot of people,、uh, a lot of businessmen, like, uh, when you look at a company, different company, I wanna just、uh, wanna echo about what you say. Like, uh, when you look at a big company, I don't wanna mention the name, but some company you will say, okay, so this is a very mature company. I I don't like it. But sometimes when you look at the company, like, uh, let's talk about people always say, okay, so Airbnb, right? Airbnb now they they are joining company right now. It's global company, but people are still thinking about oh Airbnb. I think it's a startup, right? So the leadership, wh- the the way how they did the company,、mm-hmm. the way how they deliver the production, the 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 problem they solve, people will see them a different proposition. Oh, Airbnb are still startup, but in fact they are not startup anymore, right?、Mm-hmm. So I think that is the point. What you say, and then the next question about. Um, entrepreneur or businessman, businessman, they will always say, "Oh, I wanted innovations. Oh, I wanted my company have an innovation program. I want to have an innovation project to internal, external, whatever. I don't care." But for for you, Andy, how you define innovation? Okay, right. So. I think for me, innovation is is very simple, right?、Um, and and innovators are not like、um, exclusive to a certain group of people who are smart, right? Everybody can be innovators. And the way I define innovation is that you know finding a very simple way to meet a need or solve a problem、mm-hmm. in the society. It must be simple, not complicated. Don't overthink it, right?、Um, and solving a need. So I always like to talk about, you know, in in the first,、uh, you know, when Apple right first launched their phone, it's so easy to use, just one button, right? Right. Yeah. So intuitive,、mm-hmm. right? And and the design, you know, it makes people right、uh, want to use it. And and you know it is fantastic in a way that you know iPhone being a digital phone you know、uh, it solves a lot of needs it brings convenience right 
um, to people, especially in this digital age. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, can you give me a, uh, any like specific uh, example about like uh, innovation? But I can I, I can just point out a, a life experience about a lot of com we we are in the healthcare field, so. I'll, I'll say the problem, it's a common problem, so uh, you guys can just judge me or whatever. A lot of company, tech company here, they want to step their footprint in healthcare field. So when they talk to the user, sometimes it will be doctor or patient, they'll say, hey, look at my device. It's a very high spec. What do I have? I can go use it like uh, faster, quicker, larger, and also um, cheaper. So this is my spec, it's so great. I can even have a Wi-Fi, I can go internet. Do you like it? And then the user will say, uh, what kind of problem you solved? And then they quiet. So to me, that's very funny fact. And it happened to everyone, every single company in here in healthcare field. Do you have any like any story or any example about people misunderstanding about the innovations? Yeah. So let let me bring um, you know you an example right uh, on a real estate um, business that uh, I was involved in, right? So at a point in time, you know, it's like uh, when we talk about real estate, we wanted to develop an app, right, a solution mm -hmm. to to match buyers and sellers. Right, so so we are we are naive in thinking that, uh, you know, with this app, we can replace all the real estate agent. Okay, I would say that why is it naive? So in, in the app, right, uh, we we got the best um, you know data scientists on board. We went on to do like you know a property price prediction, right? And and I can tell the prediction results is fantastic. If you were to match, you know, our our prediction algorithm against, you know, the historical uh, property prices, we are more than ninety percent accurate, yep. right? But our business didn't fly initially mm -hmm. because people would think that wow, if you can do a very accurate prediction, right, then you know buyer and seller would have would not quarrel, right? Yeah. Uh, you know they. You know, you make the transaction smoother. Yeah. So that is what we think is the problem that we are solving, but we were wrong because we neglected what is you know um, I would say you know people are still you know there's an emotional side of things, right? Mm -hmm. we, we we are thinking like you know people are behaving like robots, very transactional. So what happened is that you know buyer they will always want to buy low mm -hmm. seller they will always want to sell high so yeah. between buyer and seller there is already a gap yeah and when you show them any numbers right okay i think your property you know for this particular property it, it is worth one million mm -hmm. i can tell you to the if if that amount is too low seller will always say that you are 10 percent wrong yeah you, you are 90 percent accurate but you know mine is that 10 percent if the price is too high, buyer will say that your algorithm is having a problem, right? I think it's not that high. Right. So, so you see, in a way that we have designed a very good platform, a solution that runs on you know highly advanced algorithm prediction, but it didn't fly, right? It didn't really solve the expectation gap between a buyer 
and a seller. So this is one you know, um, example that we have learned and this is also why um, you still need to have you know, a real estate agent at a point in time to manage the expectation gap. And this number, no matter how accurate it is, it will just only be served as a guidance, but mm -hmm. not really solving the, 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 the gap, mm -hmm. the expectation gap between a buyer and seller. Okay, so um, about the next part, because I noticed about you are a data scientist. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about how you become a data scientist, right? So from your past, your journey, how you become that? I'm so curious about that. Yeah, um, I, I think mainly it stems like, you know, uh, since young, I am very, very, I, I perform and do well in mathematics yep. and science, right? Mm. And so, you know, when you go to universities, uh, you know, you choose courses that are more mathematical, like, you know, um, engineering related, you know, computation, mathematics related. And, and that background training equips you know um, you with the with the skill set necessary to be a data scientist right because if if you are called a data scientist it means that you are really good right you science is like the study of certain phenomena yep so if you are a data scientist it means that you are so good at studying the data and you can't run away from having a strong foundation or appreciation of mathematics or statistics. So that actually gives me that background. Um, if I were to bring you know, um, this thing a little bit further, having just a mathematical or statistical understanding also doesn't really you know, make you become a data scientist right. in general, right? So, so um, you know, I, I have written a, a number of articles uh, in, in, in Medium, um, but I just want to bring one key um, um, difference, right, between a data scientist and just a normal mathematician right. or just a computer science person. I think a data scientist, not only you need to know your, 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 your fundamental mathematics very well, you need to be good at coding as well, right, that is a given. Um, one very important element is your business acumen. Yep. Right. Um, I highlighted in the previous case, you know, on the property price prediction, you know, you can get the best data scientist to give you the best thing, but without understanding the business, without understanding the logics, without understanding how to implement the insights, I think that is going to, you know, you, you are just going to be a tech guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, a, a data scientist should also bring all bring the insights all the way to business implementation and my requirement you know when i'm really looking uh, for data scientists not only you must be good at your technical areas right I, I also looking out for people who are very 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 good in understanding business meaning at any point of time i can even make my data scientist to become a full-time marketer I can make my data scientist to become a full-time business leader, mm -hmm. right? Their knowledge shouldn't be less compared to what uh, you know a business person has, right? So that is, I, I know that the bar is very high, right? Very very high, um, and all data scientists when you hire you, you know it is um, you know my responsibility and it's also the company's responsibility or anybody's responsibility, right? To train the data scientist in such a way that 
you know, they can become, you know, good mm -hmm. at not just the technical, but also the business. Wow, that's a very, uh, a very, very good, uh, good mention about the data science. But um, we don't go too much detail about that. But you guys can waiting for our next episode too, right? But uh, I want to point oh three. All right, I'll take it three. <laughs> Um, but uh, for for right now, uh, if I want to ask the question for for our audience, like, what is like uh, the biggest challenge for data scientists? Right, it's so like too much noise. I would say too much noise, too much information, too much vital sign being collected by by different very various device. What is biggest challenge for you? Okay, so I think one of the biggest challenges um, that in, in general, right, that data scientists face is how do they try to explain something that is very complicated in a business setting. Right. Right. Now, um, data scientists, right, <clears throat> if today you guys are working in tech firm, mm -hmm. I don't think you face much of that challenges, right? Because the people whom you are working with understand your language right right um, it's and and you know data science in those tech company is their core business so they must do that very well right now when it comes to most of the organization non-tech organization out there one of the critical challenges right in setting up um, you know data science is that they feel that data scientists are too technical mm-hmm so and there are, I, I know that they are, so Really, I know that there are lots of challenges and, and this is, I think, one of the biggest challenges, right, for data scientists trying to explain, you know, their results right. in a very non-technical and in a very business, uh, you know, understandable way. Right? Yeah. That's so hard. I, 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 don't, I, I don't remember who said that, but uh, there's a person say, like, the, the professional guy is like the language you used even the 10 years old people 10 years old child they can understand what you're talking about a lot of doctors or a lot of scientists they say oh they're nerd like they oh, they show the data mm -hmm. like say they'll show oh i got 10 million data in here and they, they just show people but no one understand what they are talking about yeah yeah that, that that is really true because especially in commercial setting right i just give like one specific example Today, you know, you are a data scientist in a large um, corporation, right. right? And your finance department asks you to do forecasts. Mm -hmm. A data scientist is so excited, right, and use the, 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 all the complicated algorithms that he or she can find, yeah. right? Uh, time series, you know, you do a forecast, and then you tell the number to your your finance um, director, right? And it's pretty accurate, right? Based on, you can also do validation. It's pretty accurate. But I can tell you, right? The next thing that your finance director is going to ask you is, how do you arrive at this number? Yep. You can't say, because my algorithm says so, uh -huh. right? What they are looking out for is that, do you see a upsurge in demand in certain layer? Do you see a, a, a consumption issue? Do you see a supply chain issue? Do you see that, uh, you know, they ask lots of other questions because giving them the outcome of the prediction is not good enough. You need to be able to explain what happens in between. 
and how you arrive at that number. Mm -hmm. And it is not going to be, I use logistics regression. Mm -hmm. I use linear regression in doing that. No. Okay. You have to talk in a business way. Wow. I think this part, I, I want to save in here. Like we almost running out of time, right? Look, I think Andy's a very sweet guy, but to me, he's a sexy guy. <laughs> sexy guy. So I will save the time to the next episode. We want to talk him, talk him more, talking more about digital and data science to commercial. This is a very sexy topic. Uh, next time looking, uh, we will tell you when we will have the next episode. Mm -hmm. So fo click the follow, subscribe, I'll let you know. So this is, this is, let's call it a day. So goodbye everyone. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time, Andy. See you next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.